Blogcast is the official podcast of Burgundy Blog. On the Redskins, for the truth. This is the Burgundy Blogcast, brought to you by the man, Brent. And with him, as always, I am merely Hayes. It should be noted, Brent, I don't know if the fans are going to like that you are recording this blogcast with the Redskins with the ball. Down 10 with under two minutes. Not a high likelihood of winning, but let's we can't call a final score on it yet. I almost never do that. We never record before the thing is over. And it's only, I mean, it's two scores right now. It's 10 points. There's two minutes left. Well, Cousins just took a sack, too. Though. That's going to hurt the chances even more uh, with no timeouts. The, so yeah, I, will, just... I will allow it. I'll allow it. And I'll allow you to give a one-word summary, which admittedly will change if this game takes a dramatic course <laughs> of, of, of uh, changing direction in the last 90 seconds here. What is your one word to describe the game so far at this point? Well, you know, in the first half, there was a lot going on. It was kind of up and down. And I had a yep. lot of different descriptors going through my head. But as the second half wore on, one – one word and and one word only became very clear as the as the most appropriate defining word and this game was a beat down wow beat down you're not even going to give uh, respect to SBN Bamani and call it a beat him down you're not going to give it a full beat him down they, they pretty much did beat him down uh, but a beat down I'll let you elaborate although you know into what is now being called the class of the NFL is that uh, I challenge you on beat down but I'll let you uh, describe it at first so I mean you know it's 10 points right now here we got the Eagles guy lining up to attack on three more but uh, you know, I, I mean that in the sense that the Redskins were uh, out physicaled, bullied, uh, manhandled, you know, however you whatever, whatever synonym you want to choose. But they got beat down because they got beat up. I mean, it, it's not a massacre, although I think this game was not quite as close as the final score is going to suggest. Uh, they just got pushed around. They got beat up. Every, you know, the guys were dropping like f- flies. We get all these graphics and Gruden talking about body bag game two. And yeah, the Eagles did some, sustain some injuries too. I mean, it was a physical game both ways, but yep. the Eagles just handled the Redskins, man. I mean, that, that dominating front, uh, you know, those, those, you know, Cox and Jernigan and Graham and Curry and Barnett, they just keep coming and coming. They just, they just beat up our really good offensive line. Uh, they hit Cuz all night. Uh, you know, they, 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 you know, Wentz as a quarterback basically had his way, you know, just like pushing guys around ridiculous wizard type yeah. escapes. And, um, it just felt like the Redskins got outclassed tonight pretty much in, in all phases. All right. So let me take you through the progression of how I was taking notes and guessing how you might've been feeling during the game. Um, I'm guessing coming in based on, the Redskins' last performance, you weren't confident they were going to win at Philadelphia. However, were your nerves calmed at all after the first two drives, or were you stressing about the touchdown that the uh, Washington didn't put up after their first pretty good drive? Yeah, you're right that you know they, they didn't look so hot against San Fran, and I had major doubts coming into this game. In fact, I I did not expect them to win. Uh, the, you know, the game started you know okay, and you're right they they kind of blew. A, a, um, a really nice opportunity early on that they, they need to capitalize and score a touchdown in the red zone on that first drive. And it kind of felt like, ugh, you know, they probably needed that. And then they got up 10-3, and it's like, all right, so far so good. But it sort of felt like, you know, they were really in control on both sides, but they, they, they were not um, – 
they just weren't capitalizing. And you're like, you know, you, you kind of have that feeling the Eagles are eventually going to, you know, catch on to this and, and lap them. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And when you talk about a beat down, it, um, you know, give the Redskins credit, I guess, for the good start that they had, especially uh, on the defensive side and, and even a little bit on the offensive side. But that's, I think, what made it feel like more of a beatdown was that through, you know, one and a half, even one and two-thirds quarters, the Redskins were playing their best and keeping the Eagles from playing their best. And then it really just let yeah. go in five minutes of one quarter and then, uh, and then the second half. That's exactly uh, right, and it's exasperating because this is now like a pattern. This yep. is several several games. They know maybe the not consecutively. The broadcast. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's like they they're, they're getting. It's weird because you know, last couple of years, the, the big knock on these on the Jay Gruden Redskins is that they come out so flat, right? But here we are, two, 2017. They've had a bunch of games where they come out and look good. In fact, there was a string of games where they got a double digit early lead, and and then they just kind of like fade, and it starts. It becomes manifest. With the def, it starts. It starts looking like the defense is gassed or deconditioned yep. or just getting whipped. But then by like halftime, you realize that what's really happening and exactly what happened here is that the offense starts failing. And you know, they I think they were over their first five third down tries on offense. Yep. So yep. they're stalling drives on on like very makeable third and shorts. And then the defense, you know, inevitably starts to like get winded. And then you've got you know an awesome quarterback on the other side. Who you know if just had an absolute coming out party if he hadn't already had one, yep. and 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 they just the defense is like we can't hang we cannot hang so they fall apart and then it just it's like the you know it, it's the beautiful thing about football is how offense and defense and special teams too it, it all needs to work together it all works in concert when it's when it's going good and it all just fails together when it's going bad and they just didn't pick each other up at all as it got to be halftime and third quarter and it just started to got out of hand. Uh, for many reasons, not one, uh, or one of which is that I know this is a family-friendly podcast, <laughs> and we neither condone illegal acts of gambling uh, nor support it uh, on on at Burgundy Blog. However, I do think at, at times we will use gambling stats to illustrate, <laughs> you know, interesting points within a game, and I think the halftime line of Eagles minus three illustrates how exasperating it was for Redskins fans because that would have seemed like, like you said, coming into the game, Redskins and Eagles fans alike, you're thinking that's a pretty good bet. Eagles minus three at halftime. Mm -hmm. And so when the Redskins still have the ball at like five and a half minutes in the second quarter and up a touchdown, you're like, this is golden. The (laughs) only thing, the only miserable failure the Redskins could achieve here is to give up a touchdown give the ball quickly back so that Philadelphia not only thinks they can, because sometimes teams won't even try for a touchdown right. to play in the half. They're only thinking field goal. But if you got so much time, you know, you got it back, and they're thinking two t- – so two touchdowns in the final five minutes of the half. Uh, specifically, yeah. the, it started with – I know you talked about the defense getting gassed because of the offense, but I was curious if you think scheme-wise, um, was there anything about – the Eagles clearly went to that – hurry up offense just yeah. to get things going. Like it wasn't the first time they did it. It wasn't like they were trying to get a two for one or anything like that. That was yeah. beyond their dreams. It ended up working out. Do you think there's anything scheme wise that, that hurts the Redskins going against a hurry up offense? Cause that would also be what they're facing probably in the last two minutes of halves where they've had problems. I think the tempo definitely seemed to help, but this was just Wentz. This whole game came down to Wentz. Yeah. I almost used Wentz as my word for this game. I mean, <laughs> it, it was really the Carson Wentz game. It was the Carson I was like, Wentz, Wentz between Wentz, Wentz and Ertz. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some, yeah, some word for the Z brothers. Yeah, super annoying names, and these just two dudes <laughs> that just were sent to this planet to shorten my lifespan. Yeah. Well, they also we could use the near. Um, is it homonyms or homophones? You're smarter than I am. You should know this. Something like that. Homophones because, like, if you, sounds because possible. If, you, if you're a Redskins fan, it probably hurts oh, and you wince oh, that's so watching bad. this game. Come on. Oh, Come on. You with me? That was Hayes' notes right there? Good. <laughs> no, I just came up with that on the fly. I realized that their <laughs> names both had uh, – you know, doubled four words that, that a I'm hurt in no football mood family. I for your alliteration, Hayes. And your puns. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, quick question: Is Vernon is Vernon Davis better than than Jordan Reed? I know right so, now I know, he is. Today I know Jordan is. Reed bounced yeah. back with a touchdown catch, but is Vernon Davis the better tight end? Right now, absolutely. He's certainly okay. the, certainly the more effective and productive. Tight or is that only because he's being covered as the backup tight end? And no, no. I mean, he's making stuff happen. They know at this point that he's that he's an option down the field, and he keeps doing it every game. Um, and then another uh, another specific question: the deep ball from Wentz to Matt Collins, which yeah. I'd like to note was a UNC graduate. What's funny about him is that's all he did at UNC. Yep. He was a walk on, and he would only get like thrown to, you know. 15 times a year and nine of them would be touchdown catches where he got behind the defense. That's like all it's, it was like his legacy at, at UNC. Did you blame anybody specifically on that deep ball or did you say, yep. DJ really Swearinger. Swearinger okay. got Swearinger got his lunch eaten. Yeah, but it's like their fifth receiver. And they so here's what I think is happening. The so they, they, they actually picked on Swearinger, who's been a key addition and a good player. And there was this whole thing in the preseason about, well, does he actually fit as a free safety? Because he does that. Does he have the speed and the range to really be the last line of defense? And so far this year, it's been working out. But it's because like he just nobody's really been testing him. And I, I actually think that uh, I think the Eagles caught on to to what he is and what he isn't specifically when Norman is not on the field. And I mean, I, I think the two of them are a really good duo, um, but they, they found a way to expose Swearinger for sure with the, with the inexperienced corners playing. Um, the rest of the secondary, I don't know they, they were up and down. I can't even, it's hard to tell who's good in, in, in secondary unless the whole unit's playing well. Well, so, I mean, you've got Swearinger, who's been like, okay, but got, got badly picked on tonight. You've got the rookie Nicholson is the other safety. He's been doing okay, but come on, he's a rookie. You got Dunbar, who, the, you know, the, the not too, not, not too long ago con- converted receiver who's, you had a, had a nice game. He's, he's the guy that's in for Norman and he, he's doing, he's quitting himself, you know, fine. Yeah, forget and then you got Braylon right who actually had a good game despite coming in injured, but it's got just bullshit, as a whole. This is uh, this is it's an inexperienced, beatable secondary now, and the Redskins were getting pretty good pressure on Wentz in the first half. They got a few sacks, um, even with John Allen hurt now and possibly out for the year. They were getting up in his his grill and bothering him, and Wentz struggles sometimes when you blitz him. So they were smart to do that, but it just wasn't enough. I mean, he just you know he he figured it out. Um. The Eagles came out, and if I'm trying to make sure I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure they so they ended the half with two touchdowns, and then came out and scored a touchdown in their first drive of the second half. Correct? Yep. Yeah, Swearinger got worked again. Zach Ertz scored again. Was there any point after that that you thought the Redskins had a chance at winning the game? No. After it was two touchdowns, and I tweeted, "It feels over," yep. and it was. It just was. It was too much. The Redskins were too too beat up. Too much attrition. And um, I don't. I didn't feel like there was a re- that they they posed a realistic threat after that. Yeah, let's talk the popular topic of uh, wide receivers. Terrell Pryor was it injury? Was it was it benching? Either no, way, he finally he got didn't... basically benched. I think, and that's good. I've been calling for that. He wasn't doing anything, and so 
Um, you know, I was seeing on Twitter a lot of people almost complaining, like, where's Pryor? And I'm like, Pryor's ass is on the bench because he sucks right now. So <laughs> I was totally fine with that. You know, not that the other guys really did anything, but that actually was overdue. Uh, Doxon, Doxon comes in, and this is what Josh Doxon does. He plays, and he gets like a couple targets, and he looks good on them, but they will not allow him to build on that. They, you know, they just right. – I'll have to look at snap counts, but – um, you know, there was a play where they there was a busted coverage. He was wide open in the end zone. Cousins didn't go to him. I think he wasn't, you know, just wasn't the first read. And it was one of those quick things where he didn't yep. have a chance to progress to him. But like, when Doxon gets chances, he looks like the best receiver on, on the team, which he is. And they just won't really, like, force it to him. I think it's time to force it to him. And they refuse. Well, um, yeah, just start throwing him 50-50 balls uh, because he deserves it. Yeah, he's made some nice, nice plays, a couple nice runs. After the catch, and let's go to the other end uh, of who's throwing those passes. Cousins. Definitely a Cuzbone, right? Well, I think so. Initially, I was like 100% there's the Cuzbone, but, you know, I, I don't know. I have to, I can't figure that, out what happened there. He got that hit. One, yeah, that one was so bad, hit. you got to ask questions. His yeah. elbow, it, it, was, it, was like, it was like, what was that? And then, you know, the re, on replay, it looks like his, I'm pretty sure his arm just got basically hit and ah, gotcha, like, gotcha. While, while he was throwing it. So. Um, and I'm, I, I'm sure he'll give a, a four paragraph explanation of what happened. Uh, from, I didn't see from he still podium. had 300 yards, three touchdowns. You know, he's getting yeah, that like a, a, a pretty a, good statistic. That's a cuz line. I, I didn't, I, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't good enough. Uh, and I wouldn't say he was good. He started good. He, in the first quarter, he was very efficient and looked good. And then, um, he got, you know, just wildly outplayed by, by, uh, Wentz. And then, you know, overall it wasn't a great game for him. Um, and then, well, I mean, it was worse than not a great game. It was, it was, it was not, a, it was not good enough. It was, it, it mainly it was, it was that second quarter where he was just, uh, it was a combination, I think, of execution and play calling on that string of third and shorts. But he had like three incomplete passes on third and one or two. And so, first of all, it's a big problem that the team doesn't feel like they can run for those. But, um, you know, he just, he, he, he couldn't figure out a way to get it done. He, he definitely got whipped by, uh, by Carson Wentz tonight. Yeah, I was going to talk about running. Do you feel like they abandoned the running game, or they just couldn't run? It seems like they did. Do you have stats there on how many attempts? But no, I, I saw I 40, they, 40. They learned in week one that they cannot run against the Eagles, and they pretty yeah. much, I think they pretty much gave up. But I feel like you kind of have to. I, th- I thought, you know, front four is a great pass rushing four, and I thought, if anything, you got to, you know, keep them honest by yeah. running a little bit. You can, and they probably needed more screens, and I'm, I'm surprised they didn't screen more because that's been, like, a huge part of the offense all season, and this seemed really seemed like the time for it to try and quiet down that uh, – try and cool off that Eagles rush. Um they they just didn't really you know they couldn't get anything going on the ground so I don't know it's the age old question well do you do you stop when it's not working or do you stick with it to keep them honest and in general I think it's benefited the Redskins and Jay Gruden that he is he's run even when it hasn't worked this year but it did seem kind of like tonight he he sort of gave up hey I got a question and this is not just a knock on the Redskins it's more of like a football fan you know thing in general but. Uh... You, know, you talked about Zach Ertz killing the Redskins, and I think I saw even your Twitter that he always kills the Redskins, right? Yep, and um, he sure and, did and, again. Right, and sometimes that can be a matter of, you know, fans. Sometimes it just, oh, like, it feels like that always guy, that guy kills us, and I'm sure the stats are there to back it up. But even beyond that, whether it's true or not, Ertz is 
probably the best known. Alshon Jeffrey's been off a couple years, and some of their other receivers are maybe up and coming. But yeah. Ertz is probably their best known target, right? Well, this probably. year, I mean, and he is right now. He's having a humongous year, and yeah, yeah, yeah. tight ends have been ki- all tight ends, even sucky ones, have been killing the Redskins for many right. years. But he has been absolutely destroying the Redskins for three so years. Big, bigger question: as a football fan, or as a guy who like clearly would never have any business coaching even a middle school football team. <laughs> However, sometimes does think he has an observation that's, that's worth merit <laughs> considering by a coach. Uh, the, the Patriots, you know, philosophy of what's your number one weapon on offense and that's what we're going to take away, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, why is that not every – I don't know. Is, like, because it not, in addition to it seems like a good game plan – Psychologically, it seems like not not just if it works, you know, you're killing the other team. It, it'd be such an easy rally point, yeah, for a defense. You know, you know what I mean. Just to, that extra thing to have in mind always of like, when in doubt on a play, lean towards you know making them make a play with with guy number three as opposed to a, a comfortable play with their their lead option. Preach. I, Preach, I thought brother. about that tonight. And again, it's this isn't like why aren't the Redskins on board with you know fifteen teams that are doing this? The Patriots are the only one that I hear that, and that I feel like can back it up with the stats of like even if we get burned, we do a pretty good job of saying like not that guy. Yeah. Know? Well, I mean, you know, you look at tonight. I mean, I'm totally with you, and I, I knew, you know, it, it was like it's it's not like it took some magic foresight to know that Ertz was going to be a problem. And I tweeted my only tweet in the first, in a half hour before the game was I sure hope they don't let Ertz beat him again. And you know, it's exactly what happened. So I, I don't know. They probably should have had, a, a, you know, the Ertz plan and it, whatever, whatever the Ertz plan was didn't work. But you know, I, I guess in Minuski's defense tonight, it's like the real problem there is Carson Wentz. And so, you know, maybe on some plays they did take away Ertz, but then you've got freaking Mac Hollins or whatever his name is over the top. So, uh, Wentz found a way. How about that? How about let's talk about the play? I think it was fourth quarter when uh, he he was obviously sacked by four different Redskins, but um, but but popped out magically popped out and ran through a touchdown. To, I mean, that uh, was I, th- I thought I thought you were talking about the one where he should have been sacked. That probably would have forced them to make a field goal. I think, and instead he popped out and threw a touchdown to that, the running there, back. Yep, there was that one too. I mean, he did it. He did it. It was like it was like the talking point among all fans, and had to be for the coaches. Like, what did Carson Wentz do to us? In week one, well, he made you know he he broke contain and destroyed us on third down by you know playing schoolyard football. Don't let try not to let that happen again. And man, it just happened all game long again. They they, they just they couldn't help themselves. Yeah. All right. I'm uh, we're almost done here. Well, we'll look to Brent's notes a little bit, which again can not be the segment that it once was because the Brent don't even refused, bother, man. This isn't refuses. a game for Brent's notes. This is a I'm gist just, game. This is a gist and a feel, and it's said, a, back and in the an, day, an overwhelming when, sensation game. This is not a Brent's notes. Stupid. All my look back in Brent's notes now, like I give a crap about these individual plays and <laughs> Jamison Crowder fumbling <laughs> on a punt return. Who cares? What's they up got with bullied. him? He's gonna wake they just up. Got straight bullied. That's the only. That's that's the bottom line. I'm just saying it hadn't been a Brent's notes season. You refused to find like the eight most important points to send me and continue to send. Uh, yeah, well, if 15, next week goes whatever. like this, Brent's notes are going to be very short for you, Hayes. <laughs> All right, but I'm going to do a quick exercise that should be brief um, as well as quick because I'm going to use that, both of those words. Yeah. Maybe it should also be fast. <laughs> and and we'll, um, we'll keep it short too. Uh, 
we're, we're going to the classic, our, one of our favorite methods to uh, to decide how things are going, and that is the binary scale. That's right. <laughs> you, either one or zero. You, you can do it any way you want. Thumbs up or thumbs bad. Okay. I mean, <laughs> thumbs up or thumbs. Thumbs up or thumbs down. <laughs> good or bad. However you want to do it. And this is the coaching staff slash Gruden. Gruden slash the coaching staff. Thumbs bad. How, how do you? No, no, no. Hold on. I'm giving you different categories. Ready? Oh, jeez. How do you feel about them on uh, game plan? Um, uh, this is this is kind of hard. Uh, well, uh, game plan was no, no, overall. Like I'm saying, up to date oh, as, as a coaching staff oh, group oh. this year. Um, yeah, thumbs up overall. Yeah, I, I mean, kind of think so. I yeah. kind of think so too. Yeah, I, yeah. So I mean, too. I think they've kind of figured out like, hey, we don't have a stud running back, but we're gonna we're gonna like figure out what what to do with the running game so that the offense functions. In general, that has been successful, I guess. Confidence slash culture, just like you know, figuring out a, 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 uh, the, uh, what the thumbs, identity thumbs of the thumbs up, thumbs up. Uh, wow, wow, yeah. I kind of wasn't expecting that one. Um, I've been saving some. But no, I, defense I'm, has been bringing bringing that swagger. I mean, that's we'll, true. I we'll play, see. We'll see if that you know it's only they've played six six games now. You know, we'll see if that hangs on. I mean, also it's got to just be so demoralizing to have so many injuries. So yeah, I mean, I you know I don't know what's gonna what, what the tenor of the locker room is gonna be like at this point, but man, they are just getting torn apart. So if if they can if they can you know stay strong uh, through this, that that will be very impressive. Player development. Like are guys getting better? Or do you think guys are learning? Uh yeah. Um, overall, thumbs up. I mean, I think they've had they got they got some rookies uh, ready to contribute in a big way this year. Um, I think that counts under this category. You know, Allen was having a great season. Uh, the second rounder uh, Anderson hasn't really done too much, but Fabian Moreau has contributed. Pirine has played. It hasn't been great, but they've gotten him ready. You know, um, Nicholson was a fourth rounder. He's played a lot. Anthony Lanier, well, he didn't really make an impact, but they brought a guy. Uh, so, some young guys from recent years are are um, I- at least in a position to to contribute now. All right, I don't want to influence your next answers, but I'm just going to say I think Gruden and, and his boys swept the categories he needed to. Now yeah. let's get to yeah. clock clock management. Uh, no, he's incredibly bad at that. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a zero on the binary. What about challenges? I really don't know the answer to this one. Overall, do you think good, bad? Not I, only like does he get bad or wrong, no but the timing. No strong opinion. I don't feel like there's been a lot of key ones. There was, I think there was. I want to say there was one tonight that he should have challenged. It was a spot maybe something I didn't like where he where he, where he failed to throw the flag, but I can't remember. Um, they threw, he threw a flag on a right one too, but yeah, I got that tonight. I didn't know in general, and there weren't any more. There weren't, there weren't any like big, tough, crucial calls. I feel right. like uh, red zone offense or de- and defense zero horrible. <laughs> All right. So overall, now I just briefly picked a couple categories. There might be a couple that would fit better. Like you seem to have. Overall, and you know that's three yeses, two nos, and a and a, a no vote on on how he handles the uh, the red challenge flag. Yeah. Overall, to in that crude assessment, you would get, you'd have a tepid approval, you know, a, a, a tepid yeah, yeah. Uh, approval. That's fair. Of the that's representative. So but it's it just you know, man, red zone and third down, both offense and defense. Yeah. Oh. It, it is it's the same old story, and it's just killing them because the defense comes out really pumped up and looking good. And when you, when you just you know when they they the offense was unable to convert those those third and ones, third and twos, and then the defense will look so good for almost a half and give up a huge play and then just fall apart it's they gotta tighten that up i don't know if it's like a take the next step kind of thing or how you what, what is it hayes i mean i don't know what do you need uh uh sports psychologists to figure that stuff out or 
Um, I, you know, a lot of people think, well, uh, Sean McVay leaving for the Rams was such a huge loss because, uh, you know, he was the play caller. I'm not really, I'm not really sure yet. I can't tell. I mean, I, I don't think uh, Gruden is overall been a pretty good play caller this season and, and McVay was in the you know was a Gruden protege in some ways and McVay did not call a brilliant red zone offense last year either it was a big problem then so a lot of fades a lot yeah. of fades last yeah. year and so I mean I just I don't know what it is I just I don't know what it is they can't punch it in it's like they get down and you've got a first and goal and you know when the Redskins are on defense on first and goal as a fan you are you are just you're basically walking to the fridge because you know the other team's going to score and then when when the Redskins ha- are on offense and have a first and goal you're just praying praying please please find a way to get into the end zone why is that <laughs> uh that one i can't answer but that that is one of those things that it does feels like uh um w- once it's in your head then it, it stays there it's a it pattern like it for happens sure. a lot. um the scheduling doesn't necessarily get easier. The Cowboys, aren't the Cowboys of last year, then the Seahawks. Yeah, the, yeah I don't know. I was Vikings. actually trying to make the case on Twitter this week that the, the remaining schedule is not that 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 bad looking. I mean, I wouldn't say it's easy, but like um, you've got a you've got a bunch of games against teams that were supposed to be good that are not. You got two against the Giants, they suck. Denver looks horrible the last few weeks. Uh, there was another Cardinals. One. Yeah, good. right. Yeah, they're falling they just apart. lost Carson Palmer. They're, you know, I don't think you know Dallas. It looks good, but I mean, those division games are always close. I mean, I think the biggest concern right now is the injuries. I mean, Trent Williams is hobbling. Brandon Sheriff got hurt and didn't come back. Norman's still out. Uh, and uh, and they got the bye week already behind them. They, exactly right. Right. So. They and got, now a short week this week. Cleveland's hurt. Uh, a bunch of other guys in the secondary went out. I mean, I just – that, that that to me is – I mean, I think th- this game was kind of – was a pretty clear indicator that the Redskins are not ready to compete for the, the division and, and, and be like a, a front runner in the conference. But, I mean, if they were healthy right now, I'd still say, hey, we're sitting three and three. This is going to be a fun season to see if we can eke out a wild card by. But, I mean, if they don't get healthy, it's it, – yeah, absolutely, could get ugly. Yep, um, at three and three with no real reason to predict much f- straying from an eight and eight finish. You know what yeah. I mean? They feel yep. like about a five hundred team. Yep. Um, but uh, but like you said, getting the, the right number of guys back, um, they, they feel like a team that if they win three in a row, all of a sudden they'll feel like they can and beat anybody and play like it. But yep. also, like you said, that would probably involve having guys like Josh Norman healthy to not only do the things that he does healthy, but to yeah. sort of bring that swagger as well. So, yeah, um, healthy that, you know, there's still reason to believe that it can be 9-7 and seven or even 10-6, and six, but, uh, but, but the team we saw tonight probably is a 500-ball club. And while it did look bad at times, and like I said, to go from 10-3 up to 24-10 down in, in a pretty quick uh, stretch of, of uh, game minutes is disheartening, it was the Eagles who were pretty good, and, um, and the Eagles are good. The Eagles are legit, and like we said, you uh, and got Carson Wentz is super legit. Now. Yeah, and they, you don't have him out of the way. I guess he's probably going to be around a decade or so. It looks yep. like. But uh, anything else? He, did, he doesn't even want to look at Brent's notes. I was looking over there, but you're right. There's nothing interesting. There's it's nothing pointless out to me. There's no, uh, you know, florid. Illustrative, illustrative. What's the pronunciation of that one? Adjectives. You know, there's no great words, great SAT words in your uh, notes. Just a lot of, <laughs> you know, swearing and uh, no, I mean literally swear, short for swearing. So nothing great there. 
And beat down. You can't send the you can't send beat down as a note and give it me as your one word. So we'll work on that it's for just next a giant time. Fail bomb. We've got things to work on, and the Redskins certainly do too. Uh, uh, sadly, we don't have injuries as an excuse, um, but hopefully the Redskins will get healthy. And if they do, they'll start winning again, and we'll be talking about it here on Burgundy Blogcast. For Brent, I'm Hayes. Peace. Burgundy Blogcast is the official podcast of Burgundy Blog. On the Redskins, for the truth.